Welcome to episode 97 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me haranguing Adidas on when they're going to release the X-Wing Ultra Boosts at SEATJK. Chris is off repairing the U.S. relationship with our NATO allies in Deutschland, and he wasn't going to be here tonight, but here, in fact, he is. I'm here, but only for a bit. It's early in the morning for you. It's 6 a.m. here in Germany. Uh, Are you in your PJs? I am in my PJs. So nude, Leslie. Then. <laughs> I'm not totally nude like I usually <laughs> am when we record. All right. Okay. Well, I appreciate the uh, the respect that you show us. But uh, with me tonight in his place for the show is everyone's favorite podcast vagabond, Matt from the basement. Hi. You can uh, find me defending dildo vegetables at Reasons Are. Wait, and aren't you, isn't there new Reasons Are, fresh Reasons Are content? There is. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, so I recorded a few episodes with Neil uh, last month when we were in Eugene, Oregon, and kind of had some computer issues, so didn't get around to posting that, and so just pulled episode one together. There will be two more uh, released over the next week, so if you want to check that out, go to to at Reasons Are on Twitter and find us, or go to ReasonsAreSeveral.com. Do you want to tell your listeners that you're not contemplating suicide when you recorded that intro for that episode <laughs> here's the thing i i'm really bad at solo stuff so whenever i do it i'm that's like that's not yeah, what i heard uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> certain things uh <clears throat> and so when i when i record i just i'm trying to make it sound kind of fun and jumpy and like i'm i have some sort of blood pumping through my veins but it in, in the end it just comes out as like i sound like i'm about to fall off a cliff or something i'm just miserable well it sounded like you weren't feeling well well, I'm not. I'm a little under the weather, but okay. that's contributing. But the main problem is the fact that I just I, I have a hard time when I don't have another person to talk to conveying any sort of emotion or animation. I think one of the secret challenges of podcasting is anytime you have to try to do like a punch in to fix something and not and try to match the tone. And then it's like, what, what was that weird part where you sounded all excited? <laughs> right. Yeah. It, well, that and the fact that you and I have discussed this really quickly, I just say when you when you do something solo and you kind of have to write it down a little bit mm-hmm. and you're trying to make it sound like you didn't write it down. Right. It, it comes out like he wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, how long are you going to stay with us tonight? Oh, just a couple of minutes. I just wanted to pop in and say hi and just... uh and, uh, you know, after being awake for 24 hours yesterday, flying to good times from, to, yeah, from Seattle to Frankfurt, um, and then just going to work, because um, basically you fly all night, and then, you know, you get here at, you know, after a 12-hour flight, you arrive at 8 a.m., mm-hmm. so I just grabbed the, you know, you grab the shuttle from the airport to, the, to, uh, to, to work, and then uh, I'm actually staying... My company actually has a hotel on the campus, and it's actually really nice. So, you know, I checked into my hotel, grabbed myself a shower, brushed my teeth, made myself look presentable, and then went to work all day. So uh, um, it actually helped me get on the time zone pretty well, because by the time I got back and ate dinner, I was just a mess. So I just... How long uh, are you there? I'm here for a little, little longer than a week. Nice. So I'm spending a weekend, so... um, I'm actually in Waldorf, which is in the middle of nowhere. So there's really <laughs> nothing here. So on the weekend, I have to. I'm gonna. I don't. I might go to Heidelberg. I don't know what's mm. in Heidel. I don't know what's in Heidelberg. There's a castle there, apparently. Well, I think then, our old uh, company had an office there at one point, didn't we? Um, it was Maybe in not. Munich, I think, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought there was a Heidelberg at one point. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, there might have been a Heidelberg. Yeah, considering considering I work for that that client. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So. 
Um, but we're uh, but we're just uh, I'm just kicking it here, and uh, it's pretty. Everyone's really cool. Um, everyone everyone speaks English, which is hilarious because the uh, you know you try to learn a couple of phrases. You know what I mean? I always feel like if you can say yes, no, hello, goodbye, please, thank you. And Where's the bathroom? And yeah, how to order food. I think you can pretty much get through anywhere. But everyone here speaks their English is so good that no well, nobody wants to speak that guttural. <laughs> Sounds very aggressive. It, no matter what, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could be saying the sweetest because, thing in the world. Because the the phrase that I learned to order food is uh, uh, kind of bin pretzel zoom ein haben, which means oh, wow. can i have a pretzel with my sausage <laughs> <laughs> so my wife's like you're gonna eat a lot of pretzels and sausage no i can just i can just add in whatever you know whatever food i need to yeah but substitute yeah in fact exactly. you can just go to the sandwich shop and ask for a sandwich i can I just <laughs> i found it i was looking at a map yesterday and there's a kentucky fried chicken in heidelberg so you know sure maybe uh maybe making a visit I had the worst KFC of my life in London once. Ooh, really? Seems like yeah. a bad decision. I, I don't know. They don't know how to make fried chicken, I guess. They can fry fish, but no chicken. See, if you're, if you're going to be in England, you got to go Nando's for the chicken. I was there Always. for weeks. It was a matter of, like, I just need something else. Hmm. I just needed a, a regular... A taste of home, if you will. Yeah. Even though I don't really... I'm not a KFC kind of guy. But I, uh, I drew a lucky straw and had an empty seat next to me on the way over, which was just wow. a blessing. The proletariat first class. Dude, I was... It was... It was... It couldn't have been better. And then... It, it, uh, it is excellent when you're on a lightly attended international flight. Yeah. And then my shuttle... I was the only one on my shuttle to, to, the, to the company. So I was like... I was, I was living the life of a, you know, low-budget rock star. For sure, uh, they they just tagged you as an American right off you get right after you got off the plane. I'm like, nah, nobody wants to ride with that guy. <laughs> no, there's a. It's usually there's a you know you sign up for this service with the company and it's like if there are people coming in they sort of group you up and then you they drive all of you. But I was the only one on. I was only I was only one on the morning run, so um, I was living the life. That's cool that you got access to a hotel room right away. I think one of the the biggest pains that I ever deal with was traveling to like New Zealand. And having to book a hotel room for uh, an entire like an entire day the night that I wasn't going to be there, so I could check in at like five a.m. the next morning, so I had a place to go. Oh right, because otherwise it's like you can't check in until midday, right? Yeah, yeah. and I've been on a plane for twenty hours. I need to shower. (laughs) Right, it's not negotiable. (laughs) Yeah, the long haul flying for people my size is no good. But I, like Uh I said, I I fell into a I fell into a into a good spot. So anyway. Nice. Thanks for before, having me on the show tonight. I was going to say before you go really quickly, because I was going to mention this to Ty as well. You guys discussed youth sports last week, and I just wanted to share this bit with you if you're if you're good to hang yeah, around for it, Chris. Yeah, good to hang for a sec. So you guys were talking about, because you especially, I think Chris had mentioned, that one of the things you like about your daughter playing golf is that you can kind of pick and choose your coach so you don't get stuck with some asshole. Yeah. And I tweeted this to you guys, and I'm here to tell you, that cuts both ways because <laughs> possibly more so as a coach because you can really end up with a lot of shithead kids when, you, when you're a coach and a lot of overbearing parents. So you get kind of both of those factors mixed in. I've been fairly lucky, but there's certainly been some kids that have been difficult to deal with. And so I think you get to a point where it's like, do you want to put yourself at the mercy of having to watch your kid get coached by somebody you don't know if they're any good or do you just step up and take the job because then you'll feel more comfortable as a control freak having it in your hands. Right. So, so I have done that for sure. Because I can't remember, have you guys coached? 
I know you've done like first tee stuff, Chris, but have you guys coached your kids at all in like coached, sports? I coached soccer for a couple of seasons for indoor oh, soccer, which which is is hardly coaching soccer at all. It's like you, you three in, in the back stay in the line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two of you run to the ball and one of you don't. Yeah. That, that's I mean that's a pretty easy coaching gig and and I was lucky I had some pretty good I had, I had some pretty decent kids so yeah isn't coaching youth soccer just screaming spread out like a thousand times it's a lot of that or it's a lot of get it, get it outside on defense yeah. and get right. it in the middle on offense it's a lot of that stuff and it's a lot very, of them it's very stra- it's very straightforward indoor coaching indoor soccer is very it's very straightforward in terms of the concepts you have to teach your kids right. I can already tell that I'm not going to be able to coach um, at least my older daughter's teams. Like she's just she's not going to go for it. Like I can just tell. Like she's not going to listen to you. Correct. Oh, I see. Like well, when I problem. try to coach her, it's there's a lot of eye rolling and a lot of huffing sounds, and even at golf, and you know I'll have to remind her on almost every shot to get her body in the right position, but she still acts like she you know she knows. That will cut your legs right out as a coach. You'll have zero respect from the rest of her teammates right. because they'll be like, "She's shitting all over you. Why shouldn't I?" Yeah. So that's not going to be for me. <laughs> But I was going to tell you... I can scream, scream spread out from the sidelines, though. Well, I, part of the coaching <laughs> benefit is that you are licensed to, to yell as much as you want, which right. is something that's nice. Because at first, my older son played basketball, and I wasn't coaching. And, and it was hard to restrain myself because I'm a freak. No, I want to be the weird dad that's like, no, come over to me during the timeout. Don't go over to your coach. <laughs> oh, no, you you're the worst. <laughs> I hate those people. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we had a kid last year who would go sit with his parents when he was not in the game. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Where is he? I would never let my children so, do that. Well, so this year, because the coaches that my sons had last year are not coaching, I had to step up and I'm head coach of two teams. Um, the one team's not as bad because it's third grade. So they just kind of give you your team and you go from there. The other team, though. And, and it starts in fourth grade. You have an eval night where they put on numbers and oh, like the high school players and coaches put them through drills and shit. And you walk around as a coach with the clipboard and you freaking write out evaluations of these different players and try to gauge who's good, who's not, etc. When you get done, you immediately huddle up and do a draft. Wow. <laughs> like, do, the, do you just draft? You don't like the kids leave, right? The kids leave, yes. They okay, don't, I had it in my head that you were like picking live teams. <laughs> we give them hats to put on. There's a commissioner. No. Gilmore, I called your number, right? <laughs> yeah, better right. luck next year. Oh, man. Billy's been in that green room a long time. <laughs> he thought he was going to get picked earlier. No, it's it's fairly civil as far as the setup of it because the coaches go around and say, okay, like, first of all, don't pick. You have to pick your kid, of course, and if you have an assistant coach, you got to pick them. But, like, pick them in a round that they should go in. Now people are going to take a little advantage of that. Because they're going to be like, oh, maybe their t- kid's pretty good, but they're going to draft him the sixth round because right. nobody's going to call him on their shit. You're going to front load your talent for sure. And you no, do. I'm, that's the last pick. If I'm required to take my own kid, that's the last pick. That's I don't care what the talent that's situation a, that's is. That's what one guy did. I was trying to be a little more uh, honest about it. But no. so the thing I went in thinking You should is, just all agree that it's the last pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what happens is there's a couple strategies you have to adopt. One is you always want to take, of course, good talent first. Of course you want to take the most talent you can take, but it's really important your first couple of picks to take, you know, guys who can sure. handle the ball and who have general skills and can help the team get involved and all that kind of stuff. Middle rounds, of course you fill out with whatever you can get. Then the most important part is those last couple of picks. You just have to avoid again, the shitheads. So I had a list of a dozen kids where I'm like, not taking these guys. Ooh, so, black, blacklist. Total blacklist. And so as the going through, I told my assistant, because he was there with me, I'm like, make sure nobody sees our list here, because they're going to go, well, you're an asshole. <laughs> so as kids would get picked off that were like on that list, I'm like, sweet, cross off, cross <laughs> off. So 
it in the end it worked out well we ended up getting a pretty good group but it's just it's just a funny process to go through whenever i tell anybody yeah we were doing a draft for our youth basketball they're like what are you talking about oh i forgot the best part get done with the draft send a mail to the father of one of the kids i drafted with our first pick and i was like i just want to let you know i took him because i've been his coach the last couple of years in soccer and different things I said, I hope he's cool playing for me again. He's like, oh, that's great. Uh, by the way, there's another kid that we were going to try to carpool with. Is there any way we can – Is he? did you draft him? And I was like, no, and this kid's pretty good. So I had to fucking make a trade. You had what? a trade? Yeah. A carpool-oriented, parent-transportation-oriented logistics a trade. trade. But the, <laughs> the question is, so I look at the draft list. I'm like, this guy took this guy with his third pick, and frankly, the kid's probably a second-round pick. And, and I was like, it's good value. I can't right. offer him my first two picks. I can't right. offer him my third pick because that's the, the other coach's son. I'll offer him my fourth round pick and we'll see how it goes. And I'm thinking like I got to do two trade, like two players, like a good <laughs> two and a bad, for one. all this stuff. <laughs> and finally I sent him and the guy just responds to me the next morning. He's like, sure, that's cool. No problem. So made a trade, bettered the club. So pretty funny. Look at process. you. You're like, you're, you're like, um, you know, football manager. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a lemon. Weird. It feels a little weird to be sitting there walking around with a clipboard grading 10-year-olds. 10, 10 you know. And not to mention weird. you're doing it off of like two looks. Like you're like, oh, there's a layup line and there's him dribbling. Okay, yeah, he's you know, at a, like one out of three. He's like, he's a one, he's a three. Well, at that age, you can tell just basically how the kids move their bodies. In general, yes, but some kids can fool you. Oh, really? Yes. Like they look athletic and they just can't do anything? That or the other. Or like they're just kind of fucking around in oh. the eval. Sorry, I keep swearing. But um, but I know. But uh, they, right. they kind of mess around and it doesn't look like they're as good. And so sometimes you see those kids knowing they're good and you're like, well, he might drop a little bit. <laughs> I'll take him later. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're taking this way more seriously than your counterparts. Possibly. Quite possibly. Well, you've got more experience in the league too. That's the, that's the other thing. I think, you know, making a good, good team is – is as much about getting the right players as like not getting the wrong players, right? One hundred percent. So absolutely. If you've got that kind of intel, that puts you at a that puts you at a huge advantage. Yeah, I told I told uh, my lady friend before I went into the draft, and of course she probably didn't give two shits about it. But I said, I, I don't even care if we're that good. I just want kids who are going to listen and try. If right. that happens, I, I win. Of course, you throw in some talent there; it's a little more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Winning helps, yeah. And they've they've been pretty bad the last couple of seasons, so it'd be nice to actually be the uh, on the winning side for once. I'm very intrigued by the. Go ahead, Chris. This is the part where Chris says goodbye and thanks us for having him on his own show. Uh, you're welcome anytime, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now he tells us a little bit about his plans for Germany and what he's going to explore, and he thanks Matt for appearing in his place. This was all lost apparently in the European internet tubes. Thanks. Uh, good talking, right. Chris. Good to see you. <laughs> well. That was nice. A little yes. interlude. I'm very intrigued by your do not draft list. Like that find that reminds me of my favorite old like fantasy draft thing when in your auction draft software, there was a pass button and I loved being able to be like, nope, I don't want this guy. Yeah. And then when somebody else takes him, you're like, thanks. Yeah. Didn't and, even hurt my, uh, my next pick. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, there was a variety of reasons kids would fall on that list. Most of it is because they're, I, I know their dad and don't like him or <laughs> they're, kind of a-holes that goof off the whole time or they're just incredibly bad so it's one of those things you know like i said if you're if you're out there and trying and you got even a, just a speck of athletic ability and you're giving it your all i'm in on you but but some of these kids are just it's like i just if, if i can avoid these kids that'd be fantastic i really like the I, i'm not going to draft you because i know your dad sucks <laughs> i it's one of the things i learned from this guy that i've helped coach in soccer sure. a bunch he's like he 
it was actually, I think it was maybe basketball a couple of seasons ago. He had a trade for my son because he didn't get him the first time. And I was like, man, I hate to have you make that trade because, you know, I don't want you to lose out if there, maybe there's a talent gap or whatever. He's like, he's like having good parents, especially ones who help me coach, is just as important as having good kids. Like, it's, it's really important. Yeah. So. Especially at that age, like getting along and not having some lunatic to deal with is yeah. more important than the just team talent even we haven't experienced a lot of it but there's definitely a couple where you're just kind of like yeah i'd just rather not have to deal with that that would be that would be better at this rate we're never going to start the show but now no. you reminded me of uh, something i i come i came to a realization of just the other day at dinner that i have two daughters mm-hmm. at some point i'm gonna have to deal with like some shithead in his family like oh, permanently yeah. yeah oh but that doesn't I, mean it's going to be a shithead. I hope not, but you don't know. Look on the bright side. Well, here's here's here. I guess would be what I would say. There will be some shitheads. You just have to hope that there's better. There's a lot more non shitheads, and they, they end up with the right person. Well, hopefully, I'm setting at least a reasonable example. I would hope so. All right. Well, interact with the show on Twitter at two on three pod, or hit us up via email at hello, hello. at two on three pod dot com. You know how much we love to hear from you. No one ever emails, but I feel so compelled to continue to say that. Well, you, there's so much enthusiasm in your voice when you say it every week. <laughs> you know how much we love to hear from you. Anyway. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to revel in a little nostalgia. It's Disney Plus launch week, so in segment one, we'll talk about all things Disney streaming. We'll move on to the outer rim of the merchandise galaxy to find where our thirst for Star Wars licensing ends. And in segment three, we'll explore the world's most expensive VHS tapes and DVDs in a special segment of sort of Will Matt Watch It. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for Dejawa. And we're going to talk about private first class parts in the Mm -hmm. OT. And, uh, you know, normally this is where the interlude occurs, but we've already done plenty of that. So why don't we get started? Okay. All right, in segment one, we are going to talk about Disney+. And it's obviously launched this week. There are a number of available takes with regard to the service. Uh, it's it's frustrating for me. I haven't fired up my subscription yet. I'm sure you've already watched The Mandalorian. I have. Okay, I'll get there. I watched it at like 11, 15 p.m. the night before because I was like, it's available already? Shit, I'll watch it. Oh, yeah, because it launched at East Coast time. Yeah, so that yeah. worked out well. I, so for me, I primarily feel aggrieved because I've spent like so much money over the course of the last 10 years to own a, a significant part of the Disney library. Yeah. Um, and so now I feel like they've devalued that investment and, and I feel wronged. I think that's fair because we own a lot of stuff too. I guess the only way you can sort of, I don't know, make make some sort of calm with that is to say, well, I have that stuff if I'm ever offline. You know, if I can't stream it, I have that stuff available to me. If it's in the car, whatever. And also, um, I, I got use out of it already. So fair. You know, I feel like I should like qualify for a free year of the service or something because of the money I've already spent. Sorry, I was trying to fix my mic. You can cut that out. Uh, yeah, I don't think they care about that. Certainly, they don't because they are the big monster and they can do whatever they want. And they know if if you once you get into it, if you do finally purchase it, you'll see I they will. have a freaking ton of titles. Oh, I saw a that lot of when they announced, it. or they they had like a month ago, they ran a Twitter feed of every show for like a whole day or every movie, the whole day they just ran tweets, tweet after tweet. I think I and maybe others forgot just how much that they've made because you you go at first I think everybody was like they're going to have acquired, a streaming service and acquired that too right for sure because you you look at it first and go how are they going to fill that much space you're just going to end up seeing the same like six movies over and over it's like no you're not they have no. so much stuff all that content they had from Disney XD channel all the I mean there's a million things on there yeah I 
was was Rebels, Star Wars Rebels at Disney XD? Yes. So that might be worth the price of admission for me because I always intended to watch that and never got around to doing it. It's good. Yeah. I found it good. It's it's very familiar and I'm not normally much of a cartoon person, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like maybe we've talked, I know you've talked about this many times. I'm not sure we've ever done it mm-hmm. on a podcast, but like I've tried to watch Clone Wars and, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. It, Clone Wars didn't hit for me, but Rebels did. And Resistance doesn't hit for me either. Okay. That's the new one. Okay. Good to know. Um, I saw that they are offering now though. Uh, so Disney plus is like eight ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw now or no six ninety nine six ninety nine. Okay, I saw that for twelve. I think twelve nine twelve ninety nine or doesn't bundle. Matter. Yeah, you get Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus. Right, and so I looked at that and I thought, well, I, I bet you I use ESPN Plus like three times a year, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then for Hulu, I've never used Hulu for anything, so I'm sure there's stuff out there for me to watch. But I just thought in the end, I think I could just take the Disney Plus and call it good. Yeah, I used to have the free Hulu subscription. Now, the question is, can you actually cut the cord with this? Like, if you get Hulu, ESPN, and Disney, are you actually able to get away from your cable subscription? I think that, you know, live sports, Hulu has live sports. That's their whole thing. Right. I've seen the Damian Lillard, uh, you know, ads. So does that, what does that include? Like, how I, many channels does that include? I don't I don't know what that It's not channels. Means. It's like, well, it's, 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 it is channel-based content, but it's, it's still show-oriented in the mm-hmm. same way that the other streaming services are. And so if you have Hulu plus ESPN, that should cover the vast majority of live sports. Yeah. And I mean, for me, one of the reasons I had Comcast for a long time and still do, or Xfinity rather, is they used to carry uh, the BN Sports Channel, which was the, the which had La Liga. Uh, and then they got rid of that. Well, first of all, I had the sports package and they moved the, the, the Latino sports channels to the Spanish language package and off the sports package. And I like called and complained vehemently. I was like, Hey, I want those channels and I don't want the rest of the Spanish language channels. And those are sports channels. Did you complain in Espanol? See, <laughs> <Si. laughs> <laughs> no, Por favor. Uh, no, sir. No, I didn't want the racist Xfinity to like not take me seriously. <laughs> oh God. No. Yeah. I, I, I think that's something I've been considering. I've, I've looked at cutting the cord because the costs for Comcast are outrageous and, and they just totally gotcha. And so, but then I started thinking, okay, is that enough with those services? Do I, you know, Netflix, do you start adding in other services? Do you look at whatever HBO, all these different services? Are you slowly putting together all these services that just end up being a big fat bill anyway? So what's the point? And should you just stick with the goddamn cable? That's where, that's where I'm kind of struggling. Well, I feel like what's going to happen regardless of how this plays out is that, inevitably every service will just be a streaming service and then someone probably xfinity and time warner will oh, yeah. sell you a streaming box yes <laughs> that has all the applications on it yep i mean we still use a tivo because i uh i wanted to get away from being dependent on xfinity for my my recording back in the day plus i was able to there's reasons people think i'm crazy i'm sure because it sounds like using a hotmail address but whatever <laughs> hey i still got one of those <laughs> <laughs> me too and I, it's we talked about this it's not a badge of shame it's it's a badge of, of early adoption uh, <laughs> distinguished but the TiVo has like all the apps on it already. So like I, I don't go oh, anywhere okay. else nice. to, to get to that stuff. So Yeah. And I mean, that is one of the wrinkles with Disney is um, like I and I, this is just me being stupid with my electronics is I can run it through my smart TV, but I need to figure out a way to wrap it back through my goddamn um, surround sound and everything because that's mm-hmm. all through run through the cable. I haven't sorted that out. And then uh, then also I have the PS4, but the PS4 is downstairs, kind of the video game kid area. So sure. it's down there. So I kind of need to, to sort that out. That is one of the little drawbacks because I was thinking at some point, like you said, Comcast will find a way to grab that service and just serve it up to you because they do it already with Netflix. You yeah. can get Netflix right through Comcast. I'm sure it's going to happen with Disney+. Plus. Right. And then the internet will come from the cable and it will still be cable. 
Yep, and then and then you know Comcast is trying to sell you you know cell phone plans and stuff now too. I mean they're trying to take it. They're trying to do it. Do it all. Home security. Yeah. Oh, I got the home security. Oh, you do. Oh yeah. I'm. I've. That's one of my irrational fears. Home. Home invasion. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Home invasion. <laughs> home fire. Buried alive. Those are the three biggies. Home fire. Mm-hmm. That's oh, like I unplug stuff when we go on vacation and stuff. I'm kind of a nut. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Don't leave your goddamn Christmas tree plugged in when you leave the house. Good God, don't do that. We have um, ring cameras. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you mentioned on the most recent episode, the only episode for the last six months of Reasons or Several, <laughs> That's right. about Nextdoor. Yes. And I avoid Nextdoor like the plague unless I'm basically... I, I engage with, like, the Twitter account, Best of Nextdoor, so I can just see the like the bullshit that comes up. I don't want to actually get on Nextdoor and, and see any of it because oh, it's... It's, am- it's like the land of bad and petty. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing in it's a awful. bad way. Yeah. But now people, so there's a ring neighborhoods feature, which the whole point of is here's a video of somebody committing a crime that I have. You should mm-hmm. see this person or yes. whatever. But now people, and, and the thing is it put, it does push notifications because it's like, you know, neighborhood security. Yes. I'm going to have to disable them now because people are using it like next door. Like I'm getting alerts on my phone for like, did you hear that? God, <laughs> it's a little too much. Can it's we just much. like live our lives and not know it, everything that's going on everywhere when we're not there? I mean, I, I get the 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 value and the security of having that kind of surveillance, but at the same time, I don't know. I couldn't. I haven't quite gotten that far to purchase that. I, well, I mean, I like being able to answer the door. Um, I'm up in the attic. That's true. Just, that's right? a good point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I mean, we do a lot of delivery, so it's good to get the you know understand when people are coming. Yeah, I never answer the door. Yeah, our front door is in a weird spot on our house too. You have to like come around the side. It's oh, uh-huh. yeah. got a thing where I, it helps me to know who's outside. The house. <laughs> nice. You're peek. You don't have to peek through the blinds from up top. And they're yeah, like, why isn't no. that guy not answering his door? The windows, the unfortunately, face the backyard too from up here. <laughs> I was gonna point out one more thing with the the Disney. Oh, was, I have a whole thing to still get into. Oh, so okay, one quick thing, just a note. I think you've probably seen it on Twitter. But the, did you hear about the little wrinkle that they added with the, the Han Greedo thing and A New Hope that they, they changed it again a little bit? No. Yes. So, of course, there's the whole controversy because yes, in the yes. original, he shoots first and then, then they had to fix it. So Greedo shot first, which is stupid. Um, but in It's fine. In, Han murdered him. It's fine. Well, exactly. <laughs> and it's and it really sets up his character. You it's want fine. him to be kind of a little bit of a bad guy. Right. Right. You're not, not necessarily a bad guy, but like a guy who's kind of fucking ruthless. Right. Plus the way they fixed it looks terrible. It looks stupid. The guy, he, that, okay, so it's even worse now. He shoots, I think it's all over the opposite shoulder maybe, but he's missing a guy from three feet away. Right. But for now, instead, of, they added an extra piece there. So now, he doesn't miss. He dodges it. <laughs> but he doesn't. But but the funny thing is, he says, you know, over my dead body, he's like, that's the idea. I've been waiting a long time for this. And then he goes to shoot him, right? Now he goes, I've been waiting a long time for this. And then <laughs> I swear you, I swear to God, Greedo says, McClunky, and then shoots. <laughs> What? You have to watch it. He says McClunky. Is that like the word? I, like, is it, does it? It's, it's meant to be, I don't know what he's supposed to be saying. I'm going to shoot now, but it's McClunky. That's what it sounds like. And it so became a whole like trend on Twitter for a while and stuff. You should go check that out. It's pretty bad. All right. I will. Yeah. The last anyway. thing I was going to mention about Disney Plus is because I was very curious about how they were going to deal with the stuff with the, we'll call it culturally insensitive, uh, you know, titles from the past. Sure. Um, I've advocated before, we've talked about this on the show, about how to handle kind of like disgraced stars or, or, or things that you, you know, don't hold up because of today, you know, current society and, and mm-hmm. we're never really okay. But what should you do? And I've always been a, bit, a big advocate of uh, the, the disclaimer, but I've always thought it should be very 
pronounced. Sure. Like, if you're going to watch episodes of The Cosby Show, there should be a big red screen that comes up. Just so you know. Yeah. Bill Cosby was convicted of blah, blah, blah in right. this in this year. I shouldn't say blah, blah, blah. I can't. That, that, that sounds insensitive, but I don't right. really want to talk about sexual assault on my podcast, if that's all right. Right. <laughs> um, but they, they went, like... With what I think is a pretty weak option. So they essentially did do the disclaimer, but it's in essentially the fine print on the splash screen when you go to select the title. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you know every movie, you select the movie and then it takes you to the screen before you watch yeah. it, right? It's got the synopsis. And whatever, you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so the last line of a five sentence paragraph says this program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I'm not in any way going to defend what they've done in the past but 75 years ago they were making movies of course they fucked that up you know what i mean like every movie did i'm sure. not it is not an excuse whatsoever i'm just saying it's not shocking that the stuff I doesn't would, age i would just again a, a large a large title card with a lot more detail yeah like these no, are the choices sense. that were made here's the context of the time like yeah I, you, it may, make it educational. People are gonna have to watch some racist bullshit. Right. I didn't realize that the the crows in Dumbo like it's very minstrelsy type. Yeah, you behavior. mentioned Dumbo to me before. I don't remember this. I don't. I you don't remember the, the cigar time. smoking crows that teach him how to fly? That's the whole thing about it. That's where he gets the feather from the crows. Oh, okay, I have seen feather. this movie in so long. Okay, well, the, the actual lead crow's name is Jim. So oh shit. Yeah, really? they really lent, they really leaned into the racism on that. Come one. on, man. And I've gone hard on Peter Pan's racism and misogyny before. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, no one should watch that movie. Oh, there's I, a lot like that. You know, I think that people who grew up with these movies, you know, us in particular, like probably have never reexamined whether or not they're racist. Um, and characterizations like that that are presented in a subtle and, and in a reasonable fashion. Can you know, seep that into ha- your brain. It has, it's called indoctrination, Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. It can happen. No, and I, and I think... It's funny to go back and watch that stuff with that awareness now and go, oh, my God. Like, a lot of times it's I didn't pick up on that, but you're right. Just by the the case of seeing it, yeah. not necessarily, out, or, you know, uh, whatever, like knowing in the moment that something was happening or something was off about it, uh, it's, it's kind of alarming. I, in particular, remember singing, really enjoying reciting the Siamese cat song from Lady in the Tram. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very racist. It is. It yeah. is indeed. And nobody really ever said, hey. Stop singing that. That's a racist ass song. No, they just no. let that go. Yeah. I thought it was interesting too. They made they, what they chose not to make available. Like they're smart enough not to make song of the South available on the streaming service. Uh-huh. Their comment was sort of, it's not an archive. Right. Um, it's a service. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like they didn't include commando duck, which is essentially a world war two propaganda movie with Donald oh, shit. racist Asian caricatures in the back. Oh fuck. And then lastly, no devil and Max Devlin from 1981. Do you know why? Why? Starring Bill Cosby. Oh. <laughs> oh, Bill. All right. Yeah, so, I, would, I was going to say, I know we're out of time here. Did you want to know anything about The Mandalorian, or should we skip that for now? You know what? Why don't we save it for another time? Okay. I'll give you a reason to come back on. Sure. Sounds good to me. All right. Um, all right, moving into segment two. Speaking of Star Wars, Star Wars released... Well, Chris flagged for this for me uh, not too long ago that uh, I believe it's Le Creuset... Uh, yes, yeah, so I really do a great job of poor French pronunciations, and I believe it's actually Le Crusette. <laughs> yeah. I think it, so. Uh, I don't know. It, we have some of this stuff. 
All right. Well, not the know. not the Star Wars stuff. Sorry, I don't speak French. Yo, you don't have the Star Wars Dutch oven, huh? No, I know. Let's get into that Dutch oven. <laughs> God damn. So, well, that's what it was. Is it that Chris sent me a link? They were uh, Le Creuset <laughs> released a line mm-hmm. of Star Wars merchandise, most notably uh, Dutch ovens. Yes. And I don't need the Dutch ovens, but also on here is the Hans Fro- Han frozen in carbonite roasting pan. That is fantastic. But it's $450. Of course, that's stupid. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> could you imagine pulling that thing out at like Thanksgiving? Nobody would ever forget that Thanksgiving ever. They saw Han and Carbonite come out of that oven. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Well, and I already mentioned the Adidas X-Wing Ultra Boosts, mm-hmm. which I've, I'm actively waiting for <laughs> and will spend money on that I shouldn't. <laughs> but I wanted to dive into the world of Star Wars merchandise, because it's been very crazy. Uh, it's gotten, I mean, when Disney took over, the the, the licensing went cr- really, I mean, it increased exponentially, I feel like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All, all of a sudden, you get anything Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what we found in our you know internet deep dive on Star Wars merch. Interesting, maybe beyond the pale for you. Um, but I have to be honest, when I first dug into this this ephemera, I thought that so much of it was ridiculous. I'd have plenty of negative things to say. Like, I can't believe this exists. <laughs> but for me, it turns out the, let's say, outer rim of my limits might actually be an uncharted space. <laughs> oh, but Because <I'm... laughs> I'm pretty into most of this garbage. There is a lot of good stuff. And, and I'll, <laughs> I'll start off by saying we're totally in on this or have been in the past. Like, we own a Stormtrooper waffle iron. I can't remember who makes it. We own a Death Star popcorn maker. Okay. So we have some of these things, which in retrospect, of course, are totally ridiculous. And a lot of it stems from the fact that like my parents would, you know, when they latch onto anything, like what are the grandkids like? They're just yes. going to fucking exploit the shit out of it. And right. Just, it's know, like, don't tell people you play golf around the holidays. Exactly. Yeah. I think we may have talked about that before. Like I, I went through a fishing phase for about a year in my twenties and mm. I got fishing stuff all year long. Like, yes, I related fishing. the story of the butt putt. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So, yeah. So, so there's a lot of that going on. And so I think that they just realized, well, a couple of things. One is they realized, okay, you know, the, the reason George Lucas got so rich is because of all that, that merchandise, because of mm-hmm. all those toys. Mm-hmm. And so they know there's the market for it. People will go out and buy Star Wars related anything. They're just starved for it. So they can slap that label on anything. The fact that in the, some of the links that we've looked through, I mean, there's like Yoda on a grapes container. There's, you know, like like rays on a freaking Mandarin orange bag. Right. It's like, what what does that have to do with anything? I saw I had the, the they had the Marvel oranges in the store this summer, but that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> no, like it's, it's just it's just bag. the product with the label on it. Like yeah. it's not like, for instance, the the snack aisle is is littered with this stuff. But a lot of times they'll make them in those shapes. Like it'll be, you know, you'll get like a Death Star cracker or whatever. So that makes a little more sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. But if you're just slapping kylo ran on a box of wheaties the wheaties are still the same you know what i mean it's just it's just bizarre the way they the way they do that but obviously they're making a you know ton of money on it absolutely and you know honestly i i got into this and the prices are insane like we talked about but the the le creuset route took me to the williams sonoma catalog Mm -hmm. and the williams sonoma merchandise is actually like really high quality stuff well of course and you can actually even get like even if you weren't super into it so you could get a stoneware mini round dutch oven r2d2 for 30 bucks and that'd be a great gift i would be super excited to have that thing that i would never use totally reasonable just a little bit out of the range of like a white elephant though 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, let's sneak, let's sneak some products into that white elephant zone. And I think you're going to get a lot more sales. <laughs> well, that's not the Williams Sonoma catalog then. That's true. That's good. Cause I will take, I will gobble up this R2D2 popcorn maker. That's it only gets good. two of five stars though. So it might not work very well. Hey, I, uh, it's like, I always say, Ty, you can never have enough trivets. <laughs> and uh <laughs> i'm telling you 20 bucks for millennium falcon and death star trivet i'd take that no problem that's yeah. easy that's easy, you don't want to yeah purpose. you don't want to get you know burn marks on your table <laughs> no you don't and when, i mean it only comes up when you're entertaining and having big meals but they're important to have and these the heat shielding on these things must be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> did you see the one well, i think you saw thanks for laughing links, but <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, if if you have more to say on the Williams Sonoma, Sonoma, we can go there. But I was gonna, I was gonna switch to some very alarming items. I, I don't need a toaster, but I'd go for this silver, this pewter colored Death Star toaster. Yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty handsome looking thing. It also toasts. If you saw the pattern, it toasts the tie advanced on I saw the that. toast. Yeah, that's, I'm into it. That's a nice touch. <laughs> I'd also go for pretty much any of the waffle makers: Millennium Falcon waffles, Death yeah. Star waffles. Uh, would you say you have? We have the Stormtrooper, uh, Stormtrooper face. helmet. Yeah, that's all good. We still use that. I mean, that's that was just used last Sunday. You know, yeah. we use it all the time. So it, it makes sense. And, and waffle maker is a good one because it doesn't require any work on your part whatsoever. You're just pouring the batter in, and you're done. And then yeah. it comes out, and you look like a hero to your kids. Exactly. And the last fantastic one I want to mention from the Williams Sonoma catalog is the Darth Vader apron. <laughs> I didn't see that you one. You didn't see the Darth Vader apron. So it is, it's an apron, but it's the Darth Vader suit on the front. That's awesome. I have a Mariner's catcher gear apron, which oh, I nice. like a lot. This nice. would be a nice compliment to that. <laughs> Switch off. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I think we have TIE fighter ice cube maker, like a little ice cube tray. I have um, a Star Wars or a Star Wars. What a dumbass. <laughs> Death Star whiskey ice maker. Oh, for like uh, for the big fashions? ice cubes. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. I it's would like cool. that. It's a pain in the ass, though, because it's like a two half moons thing. They've improved the design. They have them here in Williams-Sonoma again, if you'd like to get some whiskey ice cream, <laughs> Star Wars Christmas oriented. is right around the corner. But yeah, tell me about the ridiculous stuff. So there's one that's right off the bat. It's got a lot of things wrong with it. And the, the image alone, it's the Wampa rug. And that is... You don't like the Wampa rug? Well, it's very disturbing because it's it's a rug that looks like a wampa, and mm-hmm. and it you know stretches out on your floor like a floor rug, well, of course because rugs go on the floor mat, and it has a gal posed in Leia's slave costume, if they, that's typically what they call it, which feels like I don't know how old she is, and it looks like she might be young, and I don't really like this picture. It's it's kind of freaking <laughs> me out a little bit. It also made me think how awesome that would be if you were like a bachelor and you had that on your floor. And what would that be like that first date you, or that first time you bring that gal home and she sees a wampa rug on your floor and then, and then sees the Leia slave outfit like next to it. <laughs> well, according to this article, the wampa rug is out of stock. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> People are into it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was very concerning that picture. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder, but before I have to mention the three PO tape dispenser, that's a big one too. That's the other one that I thought. Was so very talk important. to me about the three PO tape dispenser. So, He's straddling the tape, <laughs> which is already weird. I guess there's no other way to do it, but his knees essentially act as the as the the hold for the right. tape. You know, yeah, the bar goes between his two knees and the, the roll. Yeah, it's I I don't know what three PO's O face looks like, but it kind of <laughs> looks like this might be it. What's going on with his eyes and mouth? I don't know. He looks like some, he is surprised or in some sort of distress. I'm not sure what's going on, but he's basically it looks telling like you, he grab sat the tape down. my loins. Yes, what? it looks like he sat down and the tape was rolled onto his crotch unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah, like he didn't see it coming. Yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> the look on his face is just priceless. <laughs> it's it's something else i will definitely post it in the the show feed over the course definitely. of the week 
Oh, yes. God, we won't promote this show. Um, what else did you have that you thought was I, worth commenting I saw, on? Well, the Samsung Star Wars limited edition PowerBot vacuum I thought was interesting because my, my lady friend has been wanting to get one of those Roombas or whatever they're called, uh-huh. you know, just to make life easier or whatever. And I, of course, you know, with my robot issues, not a big fan, but I also just think that they're not going to work very well. I just am not sold on the product. I'm like, how does that work? There's no way that works really well. But they do have one that is Darth Vader. And so Ooh. I thought, well, and it, the problem is it's 600 to $800 and it comes with Star Wars si- uh, sound effects, which <laughs> creates a whole nother problem. So I don't so, know about that. What does it look like? So is it Vader's head? It's Vader's head. Yep. It's just I didn't face. run across this one. I must not have looked at the same list. Yeah. It's his face and it's just all black. It's the out, the, the perimeter of it looks like his helmet. And, um, it actually almost looks like he's wearing sunglasses more so than his actual eyes. But, um, but yeah, it just operates like a Roomba goes around the room and cleans up your floors. Okay. So I thought that one was interesting. Are you going to talk about the Adat Walker dog costume? <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. This I don't even know. I mean, this is so batshit crazy. <laughs> this poor dog. Like this is this is animal cruelty. Watching this dog have to deal with this because it's a tight fit on the head. And I mean, you must have to have. Do you have to have like a greyhound or like a fucking? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, what? You, there's you, a long body breed. and skinny legs. Yeah. Exactly. There's only certain breeds that it would work with. So. It just looks hilarious, but it's 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 only thirty dollars. So also currently sold out. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Because they probably made like eight of them and went, nobody's gonna buy this. <laughs> I did like the lawn ornament, the downed at at uh, yes, lawn that ornament. Was cool. Yeah, it's yeah. down on his knees. I also, if I was a rich person, I would one hundred percent buy my child this four thousand dollar Millennium Falcon twin bed. Yes. That, like that a, was pretty sweet. It's like a pod sleeping pod yes but eventually what happens is it's just going to run its course like how long do you have that before they're like i'm done you know what right. i mean yeah that's the concern no, there. that's why you have to be a rich person you have to not care about spending that money oh for sure because that yeah. puppy's going on craigslist quick uh yes i wanted to get a, i didn't want to get past this without mentioning the um led lightsaber platform heels oh yes Where, <laughs> so, what the hell is that i don't know so the, the heel is a lightsaber the shoe looks like it's sort of crocodile skin. Across mm-hmm. the heels of the shoe, on uh, the back of the foot rather, it's Star Wars. Remember, they're platform heels, so it's like yeah. there's a three-inch front sole and then like a six-inch heel. And then the front sole has like what looks like tank treading. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the bottom of the, the, the shoe. You need some grip. I guess so. I, I just Those things are going to break in one wear. I, I don't know what the audience for that one is a little escapes me a little bit. It's like Comic-Con. Yeah. I'm thinking that too, but you also like, what is, what are you wearing exactly? What goes with this? <laughs> Wasn't there like a slutty star Wars costume in there somewhere? Or, I mean, uh, R2D2. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yes. I see. I did see that. Um, was, and then yeah. the last one, uh, well, two more actually the R2D2 aquarium. Yeah. So it looks like was... it's about a three foot R2D2. Yeah, that's, that's nobody hollow? needs that. That's no, that's going to run out quick. Oh, actually, maybe it's small. This might be a desk, like a bookcase. Oh, is it? That makes more sense. If you're yeah, just like putting like a goldfish in there, yeah, like if you're a two, doing like two, a full three goldfish. on, yeah, like ten gallon tank or something, that's no good. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, um, I don't think we can move on without talking about the Jar Jar Binks candy tongue. Oh God. <laughs> so again, on the, <laughs> on the disturbing list. <laughs> you. All right, I'm going to try to describe this to people. So <laughs> it's a lollipop, mm-hmm. but the lollipop part is Jar Jar's tongue. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the top is a plastic head that opens up to reveal the tongue. Now, good for the kid on the go. Might need to put the lollipop away, shut Jar Jar's head. Sure. <laughs> but, but you have to take, 
all of Jar Jar's tongue into your mouth yeah. in order to eat this. Yes, you're you're making out with Jar Jar, and how and does it extend beyond that? Like, does it is does it more? keep coming out? <laughs> I don't. Know. Or is it just that initial <laughs> I, length of the tongue? I don't know. I think it's just this. I think it's just this initial length of the tongue. Oh, it should not be sold anywhere. I did like the Darth Vader lightsaber pizza cutter as well. I thought that was clever. I'm with that one. Yeah, that one looked pretty good. But all right, so that, basically, I thought we were going to make fun of this, and it turns out I just like have a whole bunch of stuff to add to my Christmas list. There's definitely a few did not get. <laughs> <laughs> the Wampa rug should probably not be purchased. I want the three PO da- tape dispenser. It's insane. Well, that would be, yeah, that's pretty good. Especially if you like you took it to work. I mean, I know you work from home, but like if you're in an office with that yeah. thing sitting on your desk, people would be like, "What in the fuck is wrong with him?" Well, so now imagine three PO's face when you're <laughs> grabbing a piece of tape and pulling it off there. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm out of tape. What does he say then? (laughs) Jesus. All right. Moving on to segment number three. So in segment three, uh, again, Chris had flagged for me a 20 VHS. And, and, you know, it says VHS tapes, most valuable, but it also includes DVDs here. And originally we were going to do this as a segment of Will Matt Watch It? Yeah. If you've ever listened to Matt's show, you know that's where Matt describes plots of movies and uh, his regular co-host, Neil, sometimes guesses the plot, other times just makes a decision about whether he, or not yeah, he's going he to watch it. Yeah, he used to guess the plot, which was fun. And then sometimes. I think he got to a point where he felt like he couldn't consistently come up with something good because it's a lot. It is. Um, but inevitably, his answer is always, uh, I won't see it in the theater. That was his answer to almost every movie. That'd be my answer, too, when you and I did this. <laughs> I was like, I'll eventually watch this. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't remember. I, I We've talked about this, but... The one where Neil went on about the helicopter. Yes. And it was It was like... Th- there was I don't know if you know frame. what episode that is off the top of your head, but I laughed a lot. I don't know. It was There was a time frame. It was like 90 minutes or it was something. And it was it was Meryl Streep was in it and she had to fly in a helicopter to a certain point, <laughs> a certain amount of time. It made no sense. It was so bizarre. That's wasn't it actually the terrorist... Is, wasn't it exactly the, actually the European terrorist train movie? Isn't that what it was? Oh, it might have been. I think yeah. you might be right. Yes. And so, so he just came up with this just crazy <laughs> plot. And that's that's the beauty of his brain. His stuff bounces around and does weird connections. And then you come up with a funny plot. So I do have a couple that I want to go over here with you. But there hold, are a couple. Hold of, just for a second, please. Because yes. this, this is talking about VHS tapes and how outrageously priced or how much money people are dropping on these things. Yes, I apologize. I guess I didn't do a very good job establishing the segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I just I, I wanted to ask, is this a thing now? Is this becoming, is this like a fake, like uh, vinyl? I, I love it on vinyl. I want to get it on VHS thing because the, the quality of VHS tapes is crap. So I don't get that at all. Yeah, I don't either. I think it must be like a, maybe more of a completionist vibe, kind of like buying like rare CDs of a band you love. As a I guess thing so. I, which is the thing I used to do. Mm-hmm. I don't, I still have them for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I just, I don't know. The prices, I, I, I saw a couple of them. I didn't look at them all, but it's just funny to me because... It's just such a crap product. Like people talk about vinyl and go like, oh, well, there's just a different sound of vinyl and there's, you know, there's different tones that come out of it. And okay, I get that. Yeah. But with VHS, like what? Oh, I just love the fact that I have to mess with the tracking. To get <laughs> I it also, to work I like right. it when the sound makes a hissing noise. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it is really bad. And why not? Hey, if we're going to go nostalgia, why not Betamax? I had a Betamax. A higher quality, higher quality product. Higher, higher quality, qu- smaller tape. Yeah. And then and it, it lost the, the wars. Well, it certainly wasn't because of marketing, because I'm not sure I ever knew before reading this article that VHS stood for Video Home System. I don't think I knew either. Like, what? Why uh, yeah. isn't it HVS? Why isn't it Home Video System? I don't know. They fucked that. Or maybe somebody had already taken that one. Maybe that was that was already copyrighted. That was already a failed product. It could be. Do you but know it was what so- Betamax meant? Like, do you know why it was called that? No. 
but the funny part was you'd go to those you go to video stores back in the day and they would have like the two little things you could grab yeah one for each you had to make sure you got the right one yeah. but we had beta for a long time and then i think i sold it on you know a garage sale or something for 30 bucks with a bunch of tapes yeah it was, I, it was, it was a weird product that lasted for all of like three years I can definitely remember a moment where it was, Mom, you rented the beta! <laughs> right, exactly. Fuck! Most people had VHS. Yeah, what are we going to do now? It, it was it was like a slightly longer version of the, the gold, that was the video disc, the uh, laser disc. You know yes. how that lasted for like five seconds? Beta yes. lasted a little bit longer. Yeah, I, I've gone on at length before on the show about how I was an early mini disc adapter and that was... Uh... Not, not a great investment. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple of uh, things I noticed about this. One, speaking of Star Wars once again, mm-hmm. there's a copy of Episode Four yes. still sealed in its plastic in its original box from 1983. Do you know how much they're asking for it? I didn't see, but that always just reminds me of 40-Year-Old Virgin. You know how hard it is for a kid to not open that? <laughs> it right? reminds me also of that SNL bit. Remember that SNL bit they did when all those guys are talking about all the different Star Wars toys and these kids want to open it? Like, oh, no, 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 don't open it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will guess, I don't know, $400. $3,500 Jesus for a sealed copy of Star Wars Episode Four. So not worth it. Not worth it. No, what are you going to do with that? Keep it in that wrapping forever? Exactly. Yeah. So then someday when it's 100 years old, you're going to sell it for $10,000? That's the I best guess. thing about the collectibles market because it's really just goods passing from person to person and never really changing in any way. Right. I never got that. I, I struggle with the collectibles and I also struggle with autographs. Like I always struggle with that business like where people would not so much because I had friends who did it in high school who would go mm. hound people for autographs Yeah. and they'd sell them and make money. That made sense to me more so than the people who just buy one. Like I'm going to buy a Pete Rose autograph on a baseball for $300. Like, no, the purpose of the, the autograph is you meet the person and get the autograph. Not I bought, just have it. I've bought autograph stuff uh, at like auctions before. Well, like, that makes more sense. It's auctions. for a cause. Yeah. But I'm saying like, if you literally just go to one of those crappy right, the mall store. stores, yeah. you know, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to drop $500 because you know, I just, I don't, I'm going to get that. Also, Pete's in Vegas signing on a regular basis. You could probably just get one. Who? Pete Rose. Oh, well, yeah. He's, he's sure. there all the time yeah, signing. He could easily do that. Yeah, I think he's charging $75, though. He does it in Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad, that's bad for his brand. <laughs> you think? <laughs> all right, so how, do, do you tell, I forget, do you tell the title? Mm-hmm. Okay. I tell you the title and, uh, and then I do the plot. Sure. A quick plot. Somewhere. It was a little hard to find some, uh, reasonable synopsis, synopses. Yes, I found some for a, a number of them just because they were so crazy, but I, I want to see which ones you picked. All right, well, I definitely didn't pick any of the horror movies because I, I'm just not that interested in the subject matter. And you didn't a lot pick of them a, were. I did not. You didn't pick Attack of the Killer Refrigerator? I did not. Oh, my God. You want to go over Attack of the Killer Refrigerator? I'm just going to give you the. I just Fine. want you to hear the synopsis. I, I, I ran out of time while I was preparing. <laughs> a group of teenagers get drunk, awesome, and abuse a hapless refrigerator. Abuse it. What are they doing to it? I don't know. The machine then goes on a killing rampage, eating the ones who beat him up. (laughs) (laughs) What? And then I don't know if you noticed, but I think it was like a double deal because it was also there's the hook of Woodland Heights, and that's where an escaped mental patient who is missing a hand uses a large barbecue fork in its place and proceeds to kill the local teenagers. Man, the teenagers (laughs) have it rough in horror movies. It's pretty tough. (laughs) Uh, You can get that for a... Lola price of two hundred and three dollars and fifty cents. Such a bad idea! Don't do it. <laughs> I cannot imagine paying hundred dollars for a VHS tape. No, God the no. only time you pay a hundred dollars for a VHS tape is when you accidentally stole it from the video store. 
And then that, they send you to collections for the $120 it costs to rent a movie or to or buy a movie. Un, or unless your sex tape is on VHS and you want to get all the copies you can back. <laughs> I'm not saying this happened to me. I'm just saying that could be a scenario. Sure. <laughs> all right. Samurai Cop, 1991. Oh, yeah. Starring Robert Zadar, mm-hmm. Matthew Caratus, Janice Farley, and directed by Amir Shervin. Joe Marshall and Frank Washington are two tenacious police detectives who seek at all costs to stop the Katana, a renegade Yakuza gang composed of violent and sadistic killers who want to leave the drug trade in Los Angeles. I bet they play by their own rules. I'm sure. These two. The dude on the cover looks like a poor man's Patrick Swayze. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Well, so I don't know. Would you watch Samurai Cop? Oh, man. I'd have to be high or something. Joe, I mean, the, the funny thing about it is it says, I saw this little snippet on it, and it says, Joe Marshall, I think is the main dude, yeah. has been trained by the masters in Japan and speaks fluent Japanese, but dresses like a commoner. <laughs> a commoner? What? <laughs> he's he's part of the San Diego Police Department. What do you mean he dresses like a commoner? Well, how's he supposed to dress? I don't know, in a kimono? Like, because he can I speak guess. Japanese? I just thought that was funny. They made a sequel for this, by the way. Oh, you spoiled it for me, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> I was so excited to tell you about Samurai I don't know Cop if I'll see two. two. I'll definitely see one. Would you see one for the low, low price of $296? No, but if this was on and I was bored, I'd, I'd watch it for a little just to see how bad it is because it looks good bad. You know what I mean? Well, I love that number two was made in 2015. Oh, boy. So it's Too 25 late. years later and police detective Frank Washington, still dressing like a commoner, <laughs> is forced to team up again with his long estranged partner, Joe Marshall, to investigate a series of assassinations in a case with ingredients they never could have imagined. It, it would be better if it was like Frank, whatever, and Joe Marshall reeling from not having a star in a movie for 15 years <laughs> decided, decided to come back and make. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that you said looked like low budget Patrick Swayze looks much worse 25 years later. I would imagine guys like that are going to look rough later. It's pretty gross. Yeah. All right. Kung Fury 2015 starring mm. David Sandberg, Jormac Tacone, who you probably know. Yeah. Yorma. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Sorry. It is Yorma. one of the Lonely Island guys. Yeah. 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 Uh, Keeve and Yorma. That's right. That's right. I can't believe I said Jorma. I just read it like a fool off the piece that's of paper. Right. That's phonetic <laughs> pronunciations. It's okay. Yes. Stephen Chu, directed by David Sandberg. During an unfortunate series of events, a friend of Kung Fury is assassinated by the most dangerous Kung Fu master criminal of all time, Adolf Hitler, <laughs> a.k.a. Kung Fuhrer. Right. Kung Fury decides to travel back in time to Nazi Germany in order to kill Hitler and end the Nazi empire once and for all. It's that old trope. What if we just go back and kill Hitler? But see, here's the thing. I heard about this movie when it came out because it had this big kind of cult following. Sure. But I never saw it. I heard like really like people thought it was hilarious. I didn't. So you never saw it because it was only released on Blu-ray for those that funded the Kickstarter. Oh, is that right? That's right. Oh, no wonder. So you can get a copy for yourself for a mere $250. No, sir. And it... (laughs) And at only 30 minutes long, it's a value at $8 per oh, minute. God damn. No way. What <laughs> $8 are they thinking? How's that on minute. YouTube? That's just I, dumb. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, yeah I, subscribe. I would take the free subs- or the, the trial subscription to YouTube Red to watch this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then Why cancel not? before they charge me. By the way, I, I'm not going to read them all, but every single one of those horror movies was a group of teenagers, mm-hmm. six high school seniors. It's always teenagers. And that's why I didn't go into the horror movies because it was going to get rote. Yeah, for and sure. a lot of them were like also you know copies of stuff you know, yeah, like yeah, Halloween yeah. and and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nothing was as exciting as Samurai Cop. No, certainly not. Oh, Same. I missed Nazi Love Camp number twenty-seven. I was going to ask how you. Did oh, I just missed this altogether. 
This is crazy. Did you see? Do you want me to share this? The little synopsis. By all means. Separated from her soldier boyfriend at the outbreak of World War II, an incarcerated Jewish woman manages to stay alive by operating a brothel for Nazi officers. Nazi love camp number twenty-seven, which means there's twenty-six more at least. Did you know there was a whole Nazi exploitation subgenre subgenre in the seventies? I did not, but this just that plot itself kind of made me think of Joy Division. That's the whole like <laughs> concept of their name. Um, there's right. a, did you see did you see Black Devil Doll from Hell? Yeah, I just like I said, I blew past that. Oh my god, man! <laughs> Sorry. It's like this doll shows up, and all of a sudden her sex drive goes crazy. See, it's, I don't know how to host a movie podcast. That's your job. There is a lot of crazy, weird stuff. There is one also for our Canadian friends. Well, you can't move past these without telling people how much it would cost them to own them. Oh, sorry. How much does uh, Nazi Love Camp? Three hundred and fifty dollars. Now that's a bargain. Black Devil Doll from Hell, four hundred and seventy-two dollars. Not cheap. The other one I was going to do is the Tower. Oh, absolutely. I had the tower. The tower was the next one I was going to bring up. Oh, go ahead. No, by all means, continue. An office building security system goes after the employees to supply its energy. <laughs> Ooh, interesting plot twist. In the in the little bit of research I did looking into the tower, because it actually isn't on IMDb. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever seen that before, by the way. No. No. That's hard to not be on that list. Yeah, uh, it is... It's, it has an agenda. The office tower is clearly supposed to be some kind of commentary on the tyranny of the energy conservation movement. I would think so. <laughs> and is this more of a thriller or a horror? Because I feel like it's it describes itself as a horror film. It seems like more of a thriller to me. Because like, I, I would hope so. Because I don't. I didn't think Canadians could make horror films. They're way too nice. <laughs> I, I didn't also learn that there is a another exploitation category of movies called Canuxploitation. What was that one? Like it's movies about like. It's Canadian B cinema. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know a, that. There's a whole website that. called canucksploitation.com. Oh, Canucks with an X if you're looking for it. <laughs> Watch out it's for a the dot viruses. Com, it's not dot sorry. <laughs> sorry. S O R E Y. S O R E Y. Uh, as we transition out of here, though, uh, just a couple of tags. Star Trek bloopers from 2001 goes for $1,000. That looks amazing. Um, Real Ghostbusters, the cartoon series. $350 in the original Firehouse box. Come on, man. You I mean, the box, maybe. You could watch it on Netflix. Yeah, the box maybe is worth like two-thirds of that. Uh, the MCU Phase 1 briefcase set, $350. It comes in a replica Tesseract briefcase. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> so they're selling the packaging, not the product. Pretty much. Yeah. I know you're not a Marvel movie guy. When it comes to Marvel, I, I used to sort of shit on comic book stuff and superhero stuff you and i got in some little arguments in our office back in the day (laughs) but uh i've come to appreciate it more because i've been exposed to more of it especially because of my kids so i i've watched like most of the ones lately i've watched quite a bit of the movies are pretty solid yeah i mean there's certainly old ones that i didn't like there were things that happened in endgame where they're Mm -hmm. going back in time where i'm like I don't know. I did not see this, you know, yeah. but, but for the most part, like the last five years or so, I've seen pretty much every, every one of them. And then lastly, if I had no more money than I knew what to do with, I would probably spring the $800 for this dragon box, dragon ball Z complete set. Oh shit. <laughs> I was a big dragon ball Z guy. Oh really? Yeah. That wasn't my thing. Yeah. All right. Well, we're done with our segments and that means now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! Good job. <laughs> Nailed Good it. Good job. It was a weird woo. <laughs> he would have never made it in t- Times Square outside of TRL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Nice All right. I don't have any original material this week. I tweeted one out. You can go find it on my Twitter feed. Okay. The punchline is ad hominem argument. Oh, <laughs> I think I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Why do dogs run in circles? Don't know. Because it's hard to run in squares. <sighs> what kind of snakes are found on cars? Oh, I'm so bad at guessing these. That's <laughs> all right. Windshield vipers. Oh, come on. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> uh, there's some sort of a Dracula it, thing you can do there, too. Well, I'm not that really or sure it, you is. made it German. And it, it, to go it was hard not to of, if you're going to make me say vipers. I was like, it's <laughs> Katarina Witt. Well, I thought with Villa being over in Germany, it made sense. Absolutely. What should a good lawyer wear to court? A suit. A lawsuit. Uh, a proper lawsuit. Because, you know, some of them are just so damn obvious. I thought I'd just guess the obvious. Yeah. That's, that's the way to go. What would you call two banana skins? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> a pair of slippers. Oh, come on. When I realized I ran out of clean pants today, I felt really depleted. Mm. Shouldn't it be my wardrobe felt depleted? I, don't know. I think that's better. And finally, my favorite of the week. Things Sweden doesn't pants. export its cattle because it wants to keep its Stockholm. Oh, God. <laughs> How is are you? Is this just for the year? Are you going to run out of these things? Yes, yes. And is there another one for next year? Or is it just going to be recycled the same bit? I see. I guess we'll find out what happens at Christmas. Oh my God! Because <laughs> that's how it started. It was a Christmas gift. That's right. I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> Butt putter and another calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Butt putter two point <laughs> uh, Did so you bring I, us anything? I am always worried I'm going to rehash something you've already done. So stop me if you have. I won't. But go ahead. How do you stop a blind man on a... Or, let me try again. <laughs> How do you spot a blind man on a nude beach? It's not hard. <laughs> no, we're not. That's good. And finally, That's a good joke. <laughs> and the other one I had was, what did the banana say to the vibrator? Why are you shaking? She's going to eat me. <laughs> Terrible. I like it. Bringing a little a little blue work to our dad joke segment this week. I like <laughs> it. The first one was funny. <laughs> That's pretty the good. The second one, not quite as good, but the first one was excellent. Yeah. Well, normally this is the part where we do the overtime, but unless you had anything pressing, we're already over an hour and we could just call it a night. We can if you want. I mean, I, I am happy to talk about balls, but we can do that another time. Well, let's go to the overtime. Okay. Overtime. So I know you like to cover men's health topics on your show. <laughs> We're partially an advice podcast. As you should be. And so well, let me ask you this, Ty. How many times a day do you touch your balls? I, I, <laughs> generally, I think only if I have to make an adjustment. <laughs> I'm not talking just a graze or a bump, like a full-on, like you had to, you got to maneuver the equipment. I mean, more frequently than I would like to, but that's because I have to do a lot of sitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, so what would you say the average is the average? There was a recent survey. What would you say the average amount of times a guy says he, I wouldn't to, be able to answer this question. Like if you end the survey, I really don't have any idea. Seven times, which seven? I thought sounded low. I, I, you, are you doing a lot of grabbing? I mean, seven sounds about right. I don't know. I just feel like there's a constant need to reset. You know, like you said, you're sitting at your desk or whatever, and you're uncomfortable or you, you know, that when you get up and things are sticking to parts and all that kind of stuff kind of like my 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 dad which i think i talked about this on our show back in the day he has the patented uh uh what do i call it it's like a it's like an exit church pew shake <laughs> which is really only probably for people who are free balling it or wearing boxers because boxers are like 
a waste of time anyway. You might as well just free ball. They're basically not even underwear. So what you're saying is he's disconnecting the goods from the yeah the inner thigh. I mean, you're sitting there in that pew. It's yeah. a little bit warm in the church and stuff sticking together. And you give a little shake, shake, you know, a little shake, and go up there, go up there and get your communion. Maybe get your dad some boxer briefs. <laughs> I should get him some of those. You know, I saw some boxer briefs. I didn't mean to interrupt you here, but I saw Star some Wars? boxer briefs that now have. <laughs> there's definitely Star Wars, but <laughs> they now have like the fly part has sides like walls. Oh, really? Specifically for that, what you're describing. Oh, that's funny. To keep your stuff from getting stuck oh, to your what leg. You mean. Yeah, it kind of runs up higher. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. So you kind of, I guess you, you set it in there as you put them on. It seems like you have to actually like do some stuff. I wonder if these are the kind. So my lady friend got me a pair of these things and they're comfortable. And I wonder if that's the whole. I got to go look at them again. She told me there's something to them that was like, oh, these are supposed to be really great and more comfortable for you. And so maybe that's what it is. I just rarely wear them. Well, a lot of modern underwear now comes with, it's properly sewn in a way that promotes that behavior. But Mm -hmm. these were very specific. Like it was a whole section. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you got it. I don't know. That should be the name of my next podcast. Modern underwear. (laughs) Anyway, by the way, 1% say at least 50 times a day. What? (laughs) What? Got to be Italian, guys. Hey, Where are these away. people? I don't feel like even at home I'm doing that much touching. If I'm in an office environment, there's no way I'm grabbing my junk like the, in the public. What's so uh, sad is that your listeners can't see you right now because uh, Ty just crossed his arms. as if I'm he disgusted. Just, he's flabbergasted by this news, and he's going to keep his hands as far away from his nuts as he can. <laughs> see? They're above I keep my, my hands above the table for this conversation. <laughs> uh, so this study also gets into kind of you know, the fact that men will touch their balls all day, but they don't go check, get checked by the doctor and all that stuff and how that's important. But there is another side bit to it that I thought we could play a little quick game. Side bit. There is uh, some survey data in here that is going to feed a game that I'm going to call the family health feud. You ready to play the feud? Sure. Let's play the feud. (laughs) Come on, Steve. Side note. I saw something with Richard Dawson the other day. Hmm. Have, has there been a documentary about this man and, and his years on the family feud? Because that guy got away with murder. <laughs> you just kissing women and stuff. I mean, like from 15 to 95, it doesn't matter. Any lips will do. And I mean, you know, he was just like dripping in bourbon and like cigarettes. And he would go on that show. He didn't give a shit. He slurring his words all the time and just would kiss whoever was up there. Like, oh, come on, come on. I mean, just right on the lips. Really aggressive. Yeah. It was very disturbing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Arnold lives to see him eat that contract. But you better <laughs> right. save room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. What was his name? Killian. Killian, that's right. Killian. Yeah. So uh, top 10 answers on the board. Here's the question. What are the 10 most popular testicle injuries? Popular? Mm-hmm. Well, they say popular. It really should be common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, love it when I get my... <laughs> I, my first thought is balls to the balls. Uh, yep, that is number one. Hit by a ball during a sport, 35%. Good job. Yeah, Ding. It's really the only Sorry. time I've ever been legitimately hit in the balls. Yeah, baseball? Yeah. Yeah, oof, that's a tough one. Soccer as well, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah, I know you get the, yeah, the, you try to stop a ball that's like waist high and mm-hmm. it gets you a little far in on the, Yeah. or you're right in front of somebody and you don't get your hands up in time. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and just it's just jarring. It's yeah. such an empty, like it just makes your stomach fall out of your body and you just oh, want to yeah. lay down for an hour. Oh, one of my daughters caught me accidentally the other day and was like, oh, I gotta need a few minutes. Uh, number three, ding, received an accidental smack by their child, 13%. That was going to be my next guess. <laughs> I mean, uh, the only other thing I can think of is like intentional assault. <laughs> so well, I don't. Number 10, 
is just listed as DIY. Now, I don't know if that means you're doing a project at home by yourself or you just accidentally knocked yourself in the balls. I'm assuming it's the latter. Yeah. <laughs> That's 5% of people. Uh, the other ones are sat awkwardly and hurt themselves. Number two, 14%. Just sat awkwardly. Have you ever seen that gif of the old man who clearly sits on his balls? No. <laughs> oh. oh, God, oh. is it horrible? He... Does he jump up? He... <laughs> He, oh no, he, he's, he goes to cross his legs. That's what it is. He sits and then he goes to cross his legs and crushes himself and his <laughs> back straightens up. His mouth flies open. His hair kind of flips up. And then he like doubles, <laughs> he like doubles, you know, doubles over forward and then kind of recovers and then eventually crosses his legs. But it was like, it's, I wish our, you know, our listeners could see me, but it's, it's, <laughs> I'll see if I can dig it up. It's horrible. Um, snared themselves with a trouser zip, 13%. Oof, Whoa, how is oof. that that common? You got to put some underwear on, son. That is not good. You should. That should never happen. Uh, slipped and banged themselves while riding a bike, 11%. That's number five. I fortunately, never had to deal with that. Yeah, ride, ride the female version of the bike with that nice little opening, and then you'll have less of a chance of banging yourself. I have, I, I, the worst ball shot I think I ever took was on a bike, but it was the handlebars back and forth, and then it caught. And it just went bang and then planted right next to my ball. It was horrible. I used to do actually like trick riding BMX and somehow never suffered. I fall and fell, but I was always able to like go one side or the other. Did you like break a wrist or a finger or anything? Because that shit always Uh, happens. The worst thing that ever happened to me was I lost my bike mid jump and landed on it. Oh. And the handlebars went into my gut. Oh. So I could have been worse. Yeah. (laughs) Carrying something, 9%, number six. Like what? I don't know. Like you're carrying a box and like hoisting it up and just bang yourself. I don't know. Or maybe carrying a pole. Uh, 7% injured during sex. Okay. Uh, hit by an over-enthusiastic dog or pet. 6%. That happened to me just the other day. Sure. But the dog. Well, I mean, just, just the dog will get you. Not looking, like waiting for the car to come so we can cross. And he just jumps up and just fucking bam, like a punching bag. <laughs> that hurt. And then finally, because we did 10, number nine, accidentally smeared them with something that stings like deep heat or I don't know, maybe purgatory fucking hot wing sauce like happened to me. <laughs> something you'll hear about on the next episode of Reasons Are Several. Did you fail to wash your hands between eating in the bathroom? I did. Well, I thought you were in the, the live chat when we were talking about that. Did you not make it to that? I don't think I was there for that part. Okay. Well, there's a there's a story there where, yes, I was. we went to a restaurant and Neil ordered the, this crazy hot wings. They warned him several times. And I don't touch your eyes. Yeah. I decided to have one. And then I, I go to the bathroom and like kind of had to fake like I was going pee because I didn't want to look like a creep walking in there and like shoveling water into my mouth in front of this. I don't know. Because I'm stupid. So I went and actually held it and then got back to the table and was like, something's warm down there. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) And I've certainly done the tiger bomb too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like the inner thigh. And you're like, that's fine. And then later on, you're like, oh, that's not fine. No. Anyway. All right. Well. Okay, cool. I, I'm not sure that I'm glad that we didn't sign off before that, but I appreciate you bringing some content to the show. And always edit it out. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> all right, well, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the 2 on 3 Pod, and, and my thanks to Matt for filling in, particularly on short notice for Chris this week. And here on the 2 on 3 Pod, we hope to help you live a more deeply examined life. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review wherever you get your podcasts, and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. Matt, one more time, where can we find you on the internets? You can find me at Reasons Are, and uh, please, if you will, go check out our, our new episodes. One just came out and two more coming out in the next week. Awesome. Well, we'll be back next week with Chris on remote, still from Deutschland, with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, 
Peace.